Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And we're so excited to be back with you. Uh, In today's episode, we are going to be discussing our halfway top 10 so that we can talk about our favorite books that we've read in the first six months of the year and catch up our listeners on what we've been reading. Yeah, I cannot believe it has been six months already of this year. Like, I feel like it just became 2022. I think about this every year because I I love the fall and I obviously love the holiday season, but January to March is so incredibly difficult for me and I definitely, I forget every year because like I do love to be like snuggly and cuddly and like I obviously love the snow, but I set these like and I mean, we talk about this a lot because of where our birthdays fall. I wish I had like, you know, a second time throughout the year to like check in with myself mm-hmm. <laughs> as opposed yeah. to like, I just feel like it all comes to a Everything, head at the end of the year. Everything, all at the end. But would that be, that? that's just like the way I live my life. I do everything in huge bulks of time. Like I've never just like consistently done one cool thing a year. It's always like, I'm going to put everything that I need to do in this decade within one year. Like I, I graduated yeah. law school, moved, took the bar and got married all in like uh, two months. Did so, you know that in Wisconsin, lawyers don't have to take the bar? I did not know because that. Because there's only, I saw a TikTok about this. There's only two law schools in the entire state of Wisconsin so how they structure the curriculum is basically like, oh, you would pass the bar. So you graduate and you just immediately are sworn in. Interesting. But obviously only their bar. That's yes. so, so weird. Only in Wisconsin. And I guess a, but during COVID, a bunch of law schools apply. I, I, there's a term for it and I can't remember. But there's... You can like wave in. Yeah. And so I guess a, a lot during COVID, a lot of law schools were trying to implement this whatever it's called um and they were denied but it was because people didn't want to sit for the bar during the pandemic oh it's called diploma privilege so like this girl was like oh i'm graduating from law school and i don't have to take the bar but she is sitting for the california bar at some point but she like she's like i graduate on saturday and then i immediately start working at a firm on monday Wow. I know. It's like wild. This is what happens wow. though, when I, because I'm friends with Ashley, I randomly end up on law talk. You learn law, law things. There's this couple, I don't know who they are, but like people will send me their TikToks and they're like, Oh, is he really tall and she's true? really small? Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. They're really good. They're like Harvard grads or something. Like, it's funny because it's obviously I'm not a Harvard grad, but I'm like, yeah, they're, yeah, that's totally right what they're saying. Like, good job to them. Like, as if, like, they're not, like, 100% smaller than me. I mean, smarter than me. <laughs> I will say this does relate to one of my top 10 books. Oh, eventually. really? Yeah. Okay, let's 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 transition to books because everyone's like, I did not sign up for a <laughs> I know, I'm so podcast. sorry. I just get really excited when I'm like, ooh, Ashley, do you know this law thing that I learned from TikTok? <laughs> that's, my fav- that's my favorite thing. Like, I am on the hunt for – so if anybody's listening here and has some recommendations for me – I am on the hunt for an office workplace romance set in big law. That's what I want. That's all I want. And I would ideally like it to be an age gap between a partner and an associate. Um, and 
I don't know why it hasn't been written. It has, it has to have been written. I just haven't found it yet. But I was like searching Goodreads. Like I was on Goodreads trying to like find, like it, it just was a bad, is a bad call all around. Like there's not, it's not very easy navigable website. So I just, mm-hmm. I'm out of luck right now. I know there are a couple books that are currently being written that maybe touch on that. But I'm talking like I want to find a book. It's out right now that touches on that. She doesn't because want to I've wait read, for it. Yeah. I, I, I just, like, I, I've read books in which, like, the love interest is a lawyer, but, like, that's not the same. Right. Yeah. Let's just, let's just go with, like, what, you know, what's calling to us from deep in our heart. Okay. Well, then I'll start with one that touches on law. Okay. So this book I truly, like, when it came through my inbox, I was like, I'm intrigued, but I'll also, like, what? (laughs) Um, And I could not put it down. And it's not a romance. I would say it's more like, it's actually a Jane Austen retelling. It's Emma with swingers. So it's called, it's called, I know you see that coming. Um, It's called The Lifestyle by Taylor Hahn. It's about a lawyer named Georgina and her husband is also a lawyer and she discovers him having an affair with an associate and, (laughs) (laughs) and she's like devastated, obviously. And instead of leaving him, because she is a very, like, type A person and, you know, had all of, like, the steps of life mapped out, Mm -hmm. she was like, what can I do to, like, how can we make this marriage work if you're not happy? And her therapist or, I don't know, someone in her life engages in the swinger lifestyle and is like, hey... Have you thought of trying this? (laughs) I'm like, my mouth is like open because this is not how I thought you were going to start your talk. (laughs) I mean, I let me tell you about this book that opens with cheating and then turns into swingers. Believe me, my mind was blown and I cannot believe it's on my top 10. I don't know if it will stay until December, but it created that unput downable feeling. And I know it's not like, Here's the thing, and this is something that I've been really enjoying, is books that feel absurd mm-hmm. but are actually very poignant in what they're in what they're trying to tell their audience. Yeah. And this book to me was about what happens when you have everything that you wanted, but not everything that you need. Because you can have everything that you want in life, but not feel fulfilled. So Georgina went with the, or she chose to marry the safe guy, someone who is stable and who, you know, she enjoyed spending time with, but they're not the right fit. And Mm -hmm. it has this like really fun cast of characters. It takes place in New York City and there is like a very, it has a great ending and See, I'm sure, like, I remember I put, like, my Steam rating in my review, and someone was like, wait, that's it? Because I think I did, like, 0.5, because 
yes, there is swingers, but at the end of the day, it is mostly fade to black. Like, there is obviously, like, yeah. you'll get excited at moments, but you don't really get to see things to, fru- to fruition. And, because like I said, it's not a romance, so, but it has a very satisfying, sweet ending. And I read it in, like, five or six hours. Like, it was just... It was so fun and I just keep looking for those books that like allow yourself to like be challenged and think and like stop judging characters. Like some of the reviews for this book, I'm just like, you people, like if people ever found out what some, like what you were doing in your private life, like I'm sure they would have unkind things to say too. Right, right. (laughs) So anyway. Oh, that's great. Okay. Well then that, I'm going to jump around because I'm going to, I'm going to pick a book that is a nice segue into that. Um, and I'm like really a annoying. Segue to and I swingers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and I'm like really annoying and I'm gonna several of these books on this list are like the last book in series. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but I'm just gonna go ahead and say American King by Sierra Simone mm. is in my top ten, which is the third It's wild book to me the- that you read that this year. I know. Well, because I read American Queen last year. I read the first book because... 2021 was the year you didn't finish series. For sure. Like, the amount of series I still have unfinished. I have the last 50 pages of The Bridge Kingdom still. I started that in June, May or June of last year. It's been over a year. And it's not because I didn't like it. It's I literally just... I don't know. I just had this thing where I like read a bunch of books and would stop at the very end and never finish. So it's on my list of things to do in 2022 is to finish everything I started. And one of the first things I did was finish the new Camelot series by Sierra Simone. And um, I have to give shout outs to both M um, for recommending my friend Emily for recommending American Queen in the first place um we didn't realize it was a trilogy when we started and then Logan for telling me like what are you doing with your life like how did you start American Prince and not finish the series and like (laughs) forcing me to read it because it is an emotional series like it is first of all I'll just say content warnings like out the wazoo like everything you can imagine um there is in american prince there is on the page attempted sexual assault and that's i think probably the biggest trigger warning i'll give and then in american uh miss also maybe an american prince it's either american prince or american king there's also a second sexual assault assault um, that doesn't happen on page but is a heavy plot point so those are i think my two biggest ones but i mean there's like everything you could imagine here and the part that I kept forgetting was that it is a King Arthur retelling so like we should be remembering things that happen in King Arthur when we're reading this wait it's a King Arthur retelling I love King Arthur retellings yes Phoebe it is phenomenal okay so let me try to say what how I feel about American King specifically but this whole series in general in just a few words it is kinky it is taboo. It is a book that I, that my mom, my mom saw that I was crying <laughs> over it. And she was like, I just, I wanted to read it because it was so powerful to you. And I was like, absolutely not. You will not be reading that book. You can, or let me, let me, let me preface it. You can read it, but we will never discuss that you've read it. And you will never acknowledge that I've read it because we're not on that level. And <laughs> she, she got like 
almost all the way through American Queen before she finally texted me and was like, you read this? And I was like, uh... Yeah, and I loved it, Mom. (laughs) I was like, Mom, I'm an adult, okay? Yeah, there's... there. So this is a poly relationship um, between the first lady, the president, and the vice president, basically. There is... Oh my gosh, it's just like, I can cry just thinking about it because Sarah Simone weaves in. This is something she did in in Priest and Sinner and Saint in that series as well, which is a lot about, there's a lot about religion there. And she does this thing where she she talks about something that is a very emotionally charged topic and obviously a very polarizing topic. For example, religion and politics. And she you know, presents it in this like kinky, taboo, like sexy way. But then she just hits you with these like hard, hating, like emotionally charged conversations surrounding those things. Where like when I finished reading Sinner, I cried and felt like closer. Like I felt, I felt like more interested in hearing out people that have like a strong presence of God in their life Mm -hmm. than I ever did like going to church. And it was like a kinky taboo book, right? Like age gap, romance type situation. But like the way that she presented Christianity in that book was just so powerful. I don't know. And so she kind of does the same thing in in the new Camelot series where, you know, the president, he is, he is bisexual and he has always been bisexual and he is the president and he's not out, but he wants to be out. But his, and he loves the vice president who has been, he, they were both in the military together and they, you know, almost died together. And there's like, there's so, there's just so many layers behind their relationship. And it is so, oh my gosh, it is so deep and so nuanced, like everything they go through. And like the vice president doesn't want to, doesn't want ash to have to like sacrifice what he deserves to be like he deserves to be the president that america needs and like the grappling with their sexuality and feeling like their sexuality will would inhibit his ability to be the president and like uh, it's just it's just so it's so phenomenally well done and i'm like not doing a good job describing it um but just but you're passionate about it and i think that's what the biggest selling point is where people are like okay it means this much to you. Like, I have to see for myself what it's about. Right. Like, the layers, I guess it's just, like, the layers of this book. Like, at first blush, you're like, oh, this is just, like, a bunch of, like, sex. Because, like, it is explicit. Like, it is explicit for sure. Um, Some of the hottest scenes I've ever read. Um, But then it's, like, all this discussion about American politics and military presence and how you deal with conflicts in the world like on a global level and then how you like deal with your personal lives versus your political lives like it is it is mind-blowing and on top of all of that the plot itself is like will actually destroy you because you're like oh my gosh how did you do this how did you accomplish all of this I don't know anyways that was super long-winded but that series, top 10 for sure. There's no way that's leaving my top 10 for 2022 for sure. I love that. Okay, so I guess sticking on this. I mean, this is something that we talk about privately a lot, I guess, where I'm just like, I am attracted to like 
the messy books right now because the Hallmark shtick is just not for me. That's not escapism for me. Mm -hmm. So my next book is You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty by Aquiki Amezi. They write across all genres, and I find that to be utterly fascinating. And this is – people have been billing it as uh, their first romance, and it definitely is, but it is – packed with thought-provoking messy themes and also just like panting passion like there's so much passion in these pages so it's about a widow who her husband passed away in a car accident and she like sees the light leave his eyes it's like very traumatic and she's trying to figure out like how to move forward because she's young she's not even 30 years old yet and you experience her going through intimacy for the first time again with someone else and it's a fantastic cast of characters but and this is where I think I can hook you Ashley oh great here we go it's bring it on a boyfriend's father romance Oh, you know I love you. Know, I don't know. Like I sometimes I just need to like preface like if my um in-laws, husband, my own parents, anyone that like knows me in real life, uh please remember that what I enjoy in books has no has no relationship to, to my real life. Okay? <laughs> just just need to but I but I do love I do love that trope. So she Well, I guess technically not boyfriend. It's someone who she's seeing. And he's like, I want to take you uh, to... Wait, what is the name of this book again? You Made a Fool of Death with Your Beauty. Oh, that's a long title. And it's also the prettiest cover in the entire world. Like, I did the audiobook and I... When my three-month-long book buying ban is up, I need a physical copy because it is stunning. I'm so proud of you for doing that. Do you know what I did this morning? How many books did you buy? Um, five. I actually got the UK cover of One True Love. So when are we reading that together? Because we need to read that. Um, I mean, it's literally, I'm staring at it right now. It's in my pile of my, I think I was 27 physical books from my physical TBR that I was like, I maybe, will read. Maybe we could read that for the podcast. Would you guys want to have us yeah, live, I've been cry, like, live cry on the podcast? I've been like accosted in my DMs every time I like, it like flashes in the background. People are like, oh my God, you need to read it. I'm like, I will, I will, I promise. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Well, the other one that I'm looking at is um, A Caribbean Heiress in Paris by Adriana Harara because I love Adriana Harara's books. Oh my gosh. Yes, I, oh my gosh, someone recommended a series of hers, another series of hers recently to me on audio as like really good audiobooks and I'm like trying to remember now what it was um but I'm very very excited I read um one of her books last year that was like actually I have a second book of hers that's in my on my list of books I started and didn't finish (laughs) so I should start with that to like get me back in the game (laughs) well anyway lots to be read but yeah let us know if you want us to uh do a one true loves is that the one you said or maybe yeah another, one true loves I, I one true loves and maybe in another life i'm very jealous of your waterstones haul i will be awaiting it but anyway you made a fool of death with your beauty 
So Fahey, our main character, travels to the island with her boyfriend-ish person she's been intimate with and meets his father, who is a chef. I don't know what <laughs> about the chef. I, I, I've read a lot of chef romances lately, and they've just, I don't know, maybe it's because they work with their hands, the flavors, they feed you. I don't know what it is. He is all, he's a widower. Like, he lost his wife, and they, so they relate on that level. And then he, um, he's bisexual, and he fell in love. Um, Fahey is also bisexual, but he had a very special relationship with a man and his children didn't accept it but I don't know it's just it's so passionate like that's the only way I can describe this book it was so good (laughs) okay okay I'm into that very into that ignite by Melanie Harlow because that is a single dad romance that is one of the first books I read this year and it still sticks with me because It is so funny. There are very few rom-coms I feel like I've read recently that have made me laugh out loud and all of those are in my top 10. Like if you have accomplished giving me a rom-com that actually makes me laugh and smile, um, then you have done your job. And this was definitely that. What was so funny about it was the two kids. So Dex has two like little girls and they're, they're hysterical. They made me like want them to be my own children they're so funny and then Winnie is like this um the neighbor that moves in next door he's like 10 years older than her so it's like age gap neighbors like girl next door type situation and then they're like yeah we're attracted to each other let's just be like neighbors with benefits so it like kind of like the steam like picks up at the beginning of the book but their actual you know journey from being like neighbors with benefits to realizing that their feelings are a lot deeper than that um mm-hmm. is like kind of a slow burn in that way so it kind of you kind of get the best of both worlds and like I said there's this like adorable component to like Winnie falling in love with the girls too and then the girls trying to like play matchmaker between them and it is so good. It was the first Melanie Harlow book that I read this year. She's a new to me author. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was just fun. It was just fun, small town. It's like the that. last, it's like, it's like in the middle of a ser- a character series, but you don't need to read the other books to follow along. So yeah. All right. I'm going to try to keep my thoughts more concise. <laughs> I know. Same. I was like, I'm, I'm like going to go quicker now. We're, we're, yeah. Don't worry guys. Okay. So we'll, we'll pick it up. Similarly, also single dad. So I read How to Fake It in Hollywood by Ava Wilder. It's- Every time I see that cover, I'm like, that's Nick. I can't. <laughs> it does I don't look know why. Because like <laughs> he wears those same, yeah, he wears those same types of sunglasses, the beard, same hair color, a, gr- uh, a bit of a grimace. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's about, it's a celebrity romance, but both of the characters are celebrities. And so it's fake dating. I mean, I say it's an age gap because there's a 10 year age difference, but Katie from Kiki Are You Reading was like, Phoebe, that's not an age gap. <laughs> I know. I know. She was like, come on. And I was like, okay, I'm still, you know. I just I, call those little, I call those little age gaps. Like yeah. if, if they make it, if they make it a point to talk about their ages in the book, then I will, even if it's only like 10 or 12 years, I'll be like, it's a little age gap because they do reference their age difference, but it's not like, So they do reference their age difference here because he, like, she was his 
or no, he was her like childhood celebrity crush. And he has kids and he's divorced and whatever. But it's so good. But the reason why I said it relates to the, the law that we were talking about and all of that. There is a moment where there's paparazzi photos taken of them and there's the bang it out trope. <laughs> so they're like, we just have to Love get that. it out of our system. And there were photos taken of it. And I guess it's not labeled like revenge porn or something like that because like there wasn't much they're they could do. Yeah, because they're a public figure. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and I guess like that's why there's so many, like when uh, there were topless photos of Kate Middleton that were sold. And like when a celebrity's like nudes are leaked, like the law is different because they're a public figure. And I'm like, that yeah. is not okay with me. But the book is very good. It does deal with alcoholism. So it is, um, it is equal parts swoony and wonderful. I think it's, I find it to be very relatable, especially if you're someone who's had to, or who's been in a relationship with someone who struggles with addiction and the kids are also really great okay i love that all right this next one kind of goes like a nice nice little segue into that and you're gonna be like i cannot believe you ashley that this is in your top 10 <clears throat> this is a book that you read last year that you decided that you didn't want to tell me about oh <laughs> <laughs> okay so the royals next door oh yes <laughs> okay so this book came out last summer um i and i loved like I it made- Oh my god. Okay, so part of my like thing for this year is that I'm like on the hunt for books in which there is no third act breakup. This is one. This is one, guys. It shows you that the book can be written without the heartbreak at all in a romance. And I think that sometimes like I was like a little harsh when I was like, I don't like them at all. But because a lot of these books do have them and I do actually appreciate them when they're necessary for the plot this is an example of a book that like the plot did not need that and I'm so glad that they didn't throw that in there because that's like the formula for a romance right Mm -hmm. the reason I thought this was a good like segue into that is because there is like a a similar paparazzi element to it Mm -hmm. because this is a book about Harry and Meghan leaving Mm -hmm. (laughs) basically um or you know people like Harry and Meghan leaving the royal family, going on vacation, staying somewhere, like trying to get away from all of it. They move next door to our main character and she like develops like a little bit of like a hate to love slash, I don't even know what to call her little banter with the bodyguard. It's like Grumpy Sunshine. It is Grumpy Sunshine. That is, that is exactly it. And oh my gosh. It's so fun. It's so fun. But I it's didn't tell so Ashley fun. about it last year because I gave up on trying to get her to read royal romances. I know. This was my first This was my first royal romance. Right? It's like royal adjacent, I suppose, because it's the bodyguard. But it's right. still, it's Ugh. so flippin' fun. It's so summery. It is. It is a perfect book to read this summer. So, okay. that's I'm going to keep that short. There we okay. go. Okay. So, similarly, um, I believe this may be on your top ten as well. Um, my next one is My Killer Vacation. By yes. Okay, let's Sim- just do this. Let's do it together. Okay. So this is on both of ours. It is. It takes place on Cape Cod. It is. We talked about this in our. So you guys know I'm episode. from Cape Cod. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know we're both from New England? <laughs> and it's just. It's so. I mean, I don't know what more we can say, but it's just. It's so summery. It's grumpy sunshine. It's also like a. Not. Bo- he's not a bodyguard. He's a bounty hunter, and she's a second grade teacher, and it's just. 
so good. And all I have to say is the church scene. Oh my God. <laughs> Do you know what's the problem? Okay, we did, but we haven't got to talk about this. Okay, so the problem with me reading this book is that, you know, it's set in my hometown. And so when she was, <laughs> when they're like, you know, when she goes to the sex shop on Main Street, I'm like, first of all, there is no sex shop on the main street, but like, that's fine. But I am like picturing, and she's in the parking lot with him by her car. I, I am picturing the exact parking lot where that scene would take place. And like, <laughs> and then, and then the church scene, I'm like, mm-hmm. I know exactly what church. And Tessa may not have actually had actual places in her head when she was writing these scenes, but I do. Like, I know exactly <laughs> what ice cream shop they would have walk like they would have been at and they would have walked through and then they were which church they would have ended up in and like I just like it's gonna be it's gonna be an experience when I go home and I'm like looking around I'm like <laughs> bad things happened in that unholy things happened there oh my gosh so good I loved that book I just I mean I love Tessa is this the only no this is not the only Tessa book on my top 10 um but she just like we said last episode she really leans into it like this is outrageous and funny in the best way like you either love her or hate her there's really no in between because she will be like over the top with the cheesy like dirty talk and like oh when I tell you I love it like I love it so much I'm upset Mm -hmm. there are many passages in this book that live rent free in my head forever and ever and ever so yes also on my top 10. Obsessed. All right. Do what's I... your next one? Okay. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, continue with Tessa. And I'll do another book that totally took me by surprise this year, which is Runaway Girl by Tessa Bailey. This book, Phoebe. Oh, my God. It's on my summer TBR. Oh, my God. It's so good. So Getaway Girl is the book. If you listen to our episode with Tessa when we interviewed her, Getaway Girl was the book that she had said that is, you know, that she would recommend that's from her backlist. And so I read that last year. um, And the main character in Runaway Girl, which is the second book in the series, is the girl who leaves Elijah at the altar, Naomi. So I was like not too keen on reading Naomi's story. I'm like, how dare she do that to my main man, Elijah, who's number two on my book boyfriend list. Um, And so I like kind of held off on reading it, but oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it is phenomenal. Like Jason, he's a love interest. He is everything that I ever want in a Tessa love interest like top tier like her some of her best work like honestly Miles and Jason from those two books like so Miles from My Summer Vacation and Jason from Runaway Girl like they are top tier for me I need to read it I'm going to I I have to get through a couple arcs and then I'm going to read them <laughs> yes and the thing that the, the one thing that I'll pitch about this book is if you loved It Happens One Summer by Tessa Bailey but you wish it was first person and just like a little bit, I feel like a little bit steamier. Um, This is that, it's like the same type of trope. Like she's a pageant girl and he's like a, a, he's a military guy. Like Mm. a, like I think he works on like boats and like, so it's like that, like that same dynamic um, that is between like Brendan and Piper and, 
it happened one summer. So I love yeah. that. I guess I will just go with a book that surprised me. And I'm Ooh. I'm very okay. surprised that it's on this list. The world will not be sur- surprised because it's a very popular book, but this author had a lot to prove to me. And that is Book Lovers by Emily Henry. Mm-hmm. So I did not fall for the Beach Read fanfare. I did really, I always loved Emily Henry's writing, but there was just that little secret sauce missing from the story. And I love Emily Henry as a person. She is so incredibly generous. And I liked people we meet on vacation. So I was like, okay. But book lovers, it, I, I, I absolutely adored it. I will say the use of the word sissy kind of turned me off um, because there's, it's a, there's two sisters. But I love the trope. It's like, it feels like it's something that's like new right now because we're all kind of sick of, I mean, obviously like I love small town, small town romance and I love like, you know, power hungry city romance, Mm -hmm. but I love the idea of I'm a city girl. I'm going to go to a small town and it's okay to go back to the city and that it's, it's just like an ode to romance and I loved Charlie, the love interest um, it was just very charming, and I think it was her best. Okay, I really want to read it. I need to read it. I'm I'm waiting to take the plunge. I think I'm going to do it on audio because... The audio is supposed really to be really good. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with one of our British books. Um, Talia. Talia made my top ten. She'll always make my top ten. Untouchable is the second book in the Ravenswood series by Talia Hibbert. Um, This series, talk about small town romances. Oh my gosh. So I wouldn't say like, you know, everybody knows the Brown Sisters trilogy. That's her most popular series. Um, But this series is so underrated. Diane first recommended it to me last year. Um, She was like, you need to read the first book, which is a girl like her. Guys, like this total cinnamon roll inspired by Chris Evans um type guy and uh I read that I loved it I gave it six out of five stars that's how much I loved it Ooh. um yeah and then I so I'm finishing the series now I'm actually currently reading the third book in the series but Untouchable is the second book and it is a nanny single dad small town romance um and he is like he's like tatted and rough around the edges, um, and like, oh, oh, like, and she's kind of like a sun, like the, you know the sunshine. It's a grumpy sunshine, also. Like, it's just so good. It's got the classic Talia humor to it, um, and I just, I just, I, I don't think I can. She never misses. She never mm-hmm. misses. So uh, definitely check out that series if you're looking for small town romances, but like British romances, because there's just something about it when it's Mm. British. It just makes it like... It hits different. Yes. Yeah. Um, Okay. So also an established author who never misses for me is Alexa Martin. Blitzed from the Playbook series has made my top 10, and I just 
loved it. <laughs> it's obviously like a football romance. Although mm-hmm. I feel bad because Alexis says that the football romances like don't sell well. And obviously like I'm a huge football fan. So like I enjoy it. But I think that can be one of the perils of sports romances mm-hmm. because people will be like, oh, I don't like hockey. I don't like baseball. I don't like football. I don't want to read it. But I just would say, remember that it's a romance. So it's like, they're not out there being like, and he cuts to the left and he knows in the end zone. Like, that's not what the book is. They're like, he cuts me to the left and he gets to my end zone. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. He touches down in a different way. (laughs) This one is really fun. It's about Bryn and Maxwell and it's delightful. Highly recommend it. Let's go to, so this is not a new to me author this year. I've read several of her books, but this was uh, one of her backlist titles. Like I've been reading her standalones um, and this was like more of like a backlist one and I did not expect to love it as much as I did. And that is First Semester by QB Tyler. Mm. Oh my gosh. I, this is age gap, um, professor student. She writes taboo romances. And I would say like so many people, so Love Unexpected was one of my favorite books of last year, but it is very like, like trigger warning for the content in general, but like it is just, it is a very taboo book. And so it's one that's like hard for me. I cannot recommend that to anybody. I have to choose like the right audience for who I'd recommend it to. Because it has to be somebody that's okay with reading a taboo book. Like that that book mm-hmm. is about like stepdaughter and a stepfather. So like we, that is, we're on like one extreme end of the taboo. First semester is your, t- is like much more easily digestible type taboo romance where it is still like a professor and a student relationship but they meet through like a dating app uh, like before school started and then like she comes into school and then realizes he's the professor. Aria and Fitz. Yeah oh my gosh (laughs) this is this book this book did what Aria and Fitz wished that they could have done. Like it was, it it gave me like, it gave me those vibes, but like it was so much better done. And just like really, it was like, it was hotter than I expected because at one point QB Tyler did like a ranking of all of her books, like on the spice scale. And this one was like kind of like lower, I feel like. And so I, I was going in like expecting it to be whatever, kind of like a two. And I think it was like, three and a half maybe I don't remember but it felt it was just like it was just so fun and I actually did like get like tear up a little bit um about it and I I really love QB Tyler as a person and she is going through a really tough time right now and I think that if y'all are at all interested in picking up her books like please you know consider supporting her especially right now but like always I am determined to make it through like all of her backlist I only have a couple left you know she just writes she writes taboo romance in a way that makes you feel like these characters were meant to be together like it's not just for kicks like it Mm -hmm. is it is that like soulmate type love in every single one of her books and I think that that makes it that much better and easier mm-hmm. to read so first semester second semester which is the next book after that that's the one that I was saying is like takes place in a law firm okay I don't have any taboo romance to relate to but I'll just go with a book that also did delightfully surprise me 
um, and that's Running Wild by K.A. Tucker. And nobody is surprised that this is on the list, (laughs) but I am surprised that I liked it because it is Marie's story, and the love interest's name is Tyler Brady, and for me to get behind a guy whose initials are TB is a big deal. You know what? It's unnecessary. (laughs) Unnecessary commentary from... (laughs) Running Wild is... It was very good. Like, I thought... This is, like, another thing that, like, irks me so much when people, like, comment on, like, oh, the character's in her 40s, but she acted like she was a teenager. Like, okay, like, what... I don't even know what that means because this person is, like, processing, like heartbreak and like I don't know I just I don't get that I don't get that just feels like ageist to me and like really unnecessary so um I saw that for like some and I didn't feel that way at all I found Marie's story to be so incredibly um important in the side of romance that we don't see a lot where someone is pining so badly for this person who they thought was their soulmate. Mm. And they care about this person so much that they're like, I will support you as you pursue a relationship with someone else. And then like having that internal dialogue of that was my that was my chance. I'm gonna be alone forever. And then finding someone who completely like sweeps them off their feet and surprises them in the best way. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It was very good. It does also deal with loss because the love interest, Tyler, is a widower. And it's another great way to get into Alaska and how it, you know, talking about the um, the ethical and unethical aspects of the sport. So, hmm. anyway. Let's talk about series that I started and haven't finished yet. That would be one of them. <laughs> so, let's go with another book that... Um, that is a new-to-me author this year that I've been reading a lot of, and that is Debney Perry. And I was trying to figure out which book I wanted to talk about because there's two that I really that are really standout reads for me from her. But I'm going to go with Juniper Hill, which is one of her more recent ones. This is also a book without a third act breakup, and it is just – this is the type of – American Queen New Camelot series is something I would not recommend to my mom. Juniper Hill is something that I would recommend to my mom if we want to like put things on the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, I really loved this book. It is small town, single mom. Um, the guy is a chef. I should have talked about that when you talked about the chef. Um, mm. And his name is Knox, which is just a great name. My other Although, football player's last name is Knox. Well, so his first name is Knox, and her name is Memphis. And I'm like, what are we doing with these? With these, I'm like Knoxville and Memphis. What <laughs> a like, vibe! <laughs> yeah, um, actually, all of her, like all of her siblings, are named after in the book, are like named after like big cities. Like I think one's like Raleigh, and the other, one, I don't, know, I don't remember. Um, anyways. Uh, so this is just like a sweet book like this is a book that will warm your heart and remind you that you are deserving of love and you are deserving of having a happily ever after and that is Mm. that is the entire book like it's just a healing journey these 
yeah, it's really good. Um, this is the second book in the Eden series, which is her newest one. And then it's currently still being like written new books. Like uh, the next book, Garnet Flats, comes out either this month or the next month um, sometime soon. Uh, and the first book is called Inigo Ridge, um, which I did really like. All of her books have, most, not all of them, most of her books have a mystery element to them, which I think is why she's able to do so many books without a third act breakup, because there is something that happens in the third half of the book that creates that arc, um, Mm -hmm. that is not central to the relationship, um. And so I just find it very refreshing. I find them very easily digestible and they're fantastic on audio. So when we talk about books I'd recommend on audio, I'd recommend all of her books, but I think that this one was exceptionally done. I think it may be, let me just look real quick. I think it is Teddy Hamilton. It is Jason Clark. It's Uh. Jason Clark and Maxine Mitchell. And those are the two that I was telling you about in the last episode. Maxine Mitchell has kind of like a deep voice. And so she does like a really good boy like voice um and then jason clark has also a very like a deep like masculine like gravelly gravelly voice Mm, so that yeah okay well also a mystery and i have to say if you enjoyed this series i think you would love my killer vacation but that's finley donovan knocks him dead by el casamano i need to read this okay number one they're very good on audio um this is another book that is like so absurd that you cannot help but love it because it just takes you out of your head and you have such a great time and I did the first book on audio and then I read the second book with my eyes and I vouch for both formats but it's about a writer who is pitching her next book to her agent at a restaurant and is overheard by a woman who thinks that she's a professional like hit person and Mm -hmm. she wants to hire her to off her husband and Finley like desperately needs money (laughs) but is also like what I can't actually do this um and she has like there's there's romance elements to it because there's uh, there's a police officer or detective and who she has like chemistry with and then a law student um, named Julian who she also uh, has so there's a little bit of a love triangle action in there but mm-hmm. if you like if you read those books and you were like oh I wish that there was like more emphasis on the romantic elements then you would love my killer vacation but it's just a it's just a super fun series and like I said I've been attracted to books that like because I just I can't be reading fantasy like right now my brain just Mm -hmm. can't handle it but I still need that level of like taking me out of my own head and like right books like that have been like they're still realistic but there's this like just absurd fairy dust that gets like sprinkled over the story that is so fun I love that. Yeah, I I need to read that series. I actually think Cassidy recommended the first book um, yeah. for my, like, 12 by 12, like, friends mm-hmm. thing. Um, so I will read it, hopefully, this year. The first. Okay, I will go with kind of, this is a fantasy romance that's made its way onto the top 10. Um, this is another series I started last year that I finished this year. 
and that would be the uh, Green Creek series by mm. T.J. Clune, and specifically I put Brother Song, which is the last book, um, on my list because I just – I love finales, guys. Like, I love when everything comes all together, and it's just – oh, this was the most – amazing perfect ending of a series I've ever read like it just it was so perfect like every every thought that I had in my mind when I was reading this series he like answered um and so this is uh fantasy romance so there is love stories in each of these books it is a character series in that each book um, is told through a POV of a different a different character with a different love story. Mm-hmm. But there's a continuous plot throughout. So you have to read them in order. A few things that I'll say about why I love a series. One, I love how TJ Klune creates worlds in which queer relationships are like the norm, but they are it is su- it, it is a world that is so much more true to what we what what our world actually is like without Mm. the judgment and like the like we don't have to have this like big hoopla about like coming out like it just it just is understood that these characters their sexuality is fluid who they fall in love with is just that it's just who they fall in love with there's not that extra commentary that we see in a lot of um I think young adult books but especially in like the romance arena I feel like there's always this um, at least in a lot of the books I've read, there's always this dialogue about how difficult coming out is or like, you know, the, the pain that is underpinning the joy as well. Mm-hmm. And that is so valid to have represented in books. And I know that that's important for a lot of people. I also think it's equally important for their stories like this to exist where it's like about gay werewolves just like living their lives and like the love that they have that is just like unconditionally like happy and there is no under like there's no pain that is accompanying their love story because like it's just love if that does that I don't know if I like described that well yeah no I totally understand what you're trying to say and I just think that I felt incredibly like I had so much joy in my heart reading the first book because Ox who is is like the main character I would say throughout the whole series that's his book and his journey to becoming who he is throughout this series is one of the best character arcs I've ever seen on the page Mm -hmm. ever and so this this final book really just kind of brought it all together and like I said I think that TJ Klune does a fantastic job with the way that he's like developed this world and it is like funny and it is like heart-wrenching and like you will cry and you will laugh and you will just like be filled with so much happiness for these characters so if anybody is like thinking about wanting to read something that is you know kind of has fantasy elements it's like low fantasy it's set in our world but they're werewolves um and witches basically definitely give it a chance Oh, and he just announced today that uh, new covers. There's new covers coming out for the oh, series. Oh, that's what that was? Yes. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. That's why I had to order, make the order from the UK we'll because, like, I can't wait for the U.S. covers to come out. So. <laughs> so I guess my last two are the books that have just, like, made me feel the most. <laughs> mm. um, so the first one is Lease on Love by Fallon Ballard. 
And I don't know, that book just like clarified a lot of things for me. Um, number one in my own writing, but also just like in life. I don't know. It was like also a little bit absurd because someone in their 20s having a brownstone in Park Slope in Brooklyn is not the norm. <laughs> So it's like sort of escapist in that way. But it's about a woman who loses her big corporate job and starts a flower shop in Brooklyn and falls in love with this like broken, shy boy. And like the friend group is so great. Like my favorite scene, I think, is like the Thanksgiving scene. I don't know. I just really liked it. I love the family like element to it. Like the friends. It was so ensemble but like yeah not. okay my last book is a recent read it is called a deal with the devil by elizabeth o'rourke and oh my gosh again i don't know that was like australian but he's british um and <laughs> this book is this is the best banter of any book i've ever read ever all caps the best banter like oh my gosh 15 out of 10. Phenomenal. It is boss employee kind of thing, like hot doctor. So he's a doctor. He's a surgeon, I think. Um, And he like needs a temporary assistant because his assistant is, um, he and his partner are adopting a baby. And so they overseas. So they're like, they leave the country for a while to like do all of that. Um, And so Tolly has to come in as like a temporary assistant for her for the boss Hayes oh my god like they they kind of hate each other and they just like give each other like the like oh my gosh it is the best witty I don't I don't know how to describe it but it's so good um and then the other element that really made this one make it to the top 10 because I did not expect it to make it to the top 10 was that she is an aspiring uh, writer or she's not an inspiring writer she got an advance she sold her book and got like a big advance but she has to take care of her family and so she uses like she spends all of her advance um paying for her sister's like uh health treatments and she is stuck with the book and can't finish it and so she's terrified because she has already spent her advanced and she like doesn't have a book to produce and she's like behind deadline and stuff um and she just needed she just needed a little inspiration from her hot boss to make the story complete and what i loved is it was a fantasy book that she's writing and the story that she tells is so similar to akatar um that it was so fun it was like a contemporary romance in which the elements that made us love recent feyre and you know have our strong feelings about Tamlin like all of that was like in this book and but like through her writing and figuring out how to plot her own book so like imagine like Sarah J Mass as like a love interest in a book and like I love that I mean her her husband is pretty hot so he could, oh. he, could he could be Hayes sorry oh. Sarah, if I ever interview, I'm sorry that I said that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so fantastic. 10 out of 10. I just finished the second book in the series too, um, which was also really, really good. So. Okay, well, my last one doesn't need any description. It's Every Summer After by Carly Fortune. I wow. I no slander. I know. Everyone's so surprised. 
Um, I will accept no slander, and I will just say that this is my weekly PSA of um, it's not that books don't live up to the hype. It's that people talk about things that they love. So... Mm. Oh, anyway, those are my top ten so far. Well, you can tell you can tell a little bit about okay for the listeners who don't already know everything about every summer after. Give us a little. Oh, preview. I mean, it's a it's a second chance romance told in dual timeline um, between Percy and Sam, um, who they fall in love over six summers. They meet when they're thirteen, um, and then there's something that happens, and uh, when. Sam's mother passes away. They go back to Barry's Bay in Canada, which is the lake house where they grew up this over the six summers. And so I think like the tagline is, is like six summers to fall in love and one weekend to get it right. And I think that's the best way to describe it. And it's just, I don't know, if you liked Love and Other Words, uh, it's very, has similar vibes to that, but I think it was better. Um, so... Yeah, it's very good. That tagline. a lot to me. That right? tagline is like... <laughs> Straight to the heart. Oh, that was <laughs> such a good book. Okay, yes, I concur. If I had more than 10 books, I would have I would have put it on there too. So. Yes, well, we, also, we, we had one that was the same, so we had to keep it different. Yeah. And I just like can't wait for the next half of the year. So I know. This was, this was uh, a lot of information. We should do our <laughs> top... We should do our second half of the year top 10 predictions. Ooh, I love that. Let's do it. I already have a list. <laughs> awesome. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, let us know if you've read any of these, what your halfway top 10 are. Um, you know where to find us on social media, at Read It or List It Pod, and at Read and Write, and at underscore shelf love underscore. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.